AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. Welcome to another edition of the AT Birds Weekly Report. I, myself, Johnny Oleka, is joined by Chip. And we have training camp. Training camp is here. They reported uh, yesterday. Uh, the first practices were, were first practice was today. So we got a little bit of some storylines we're going to talk about. Going to have some predictions. Um, I have a couple in mind that in terms of position battles, in terms of uh, certain rookies uh, that I want to you know put my predictions out there. So definitely going to talk about that. Uh, the Eagles did add a couple signings, did a couple visits. So, uh, of course, Howie had their press conference with Nick. So always talking about roster and that's never set, never finished. Uh, they did something interesting I do want to bring up as well. And then we're going to do what we usually do, um, do the name that Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, we're going to get back to that. Um, the last time I was on, it was not with you, Chip, so you didn't get to answer. You are 2-0. I do have that noted. I made sure I noted that down. That's how I but do things. We will see how you do uh, this week, and I do have a hard one that I will be uh, posting. Uh, I will say it on here, and then I will post it, and then we'll see who answers it. Everyone did get the last one uh, correct, and then I did post one on my own uh, last week, which was Evan Mathis. So oh. um, it was a tough one, but some guys – uh, did get it. I try not to put too much information because with the internet, you can try and search up everything. So I try to be as subtle and as basically basic as possible. But um, yeah, how how you doing, Chip? I know your training camp's here. I know you when we were off in the green room here, you were saying you weren't fully into you know training camp yet with baseball still going on. But it is here. Well, yeah, I mean baseball's still going on. I mean. Like, you know, I'm an umpire, so it's a lot of a lot of baseball every day. But I know training camp is getting up and running. I'm getting ready to go. I have very positive feelings about this season. Um, and I, I mean, even just looking at the way this roster is constructed already, I don't see a way that this Eagles team doesn't have a pretty clear shot back to the Super Bowl. Um, I think there's a pretty significant chip on their shoulder. Um, a little me, if you will, a little me, a little there. Um, but I'm ready to go. Like I'm, 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 I'm ready to get started. I, I will be attending the open practice on August 6th. Um, so I will get close up firsthand experience of the show that they are willing to put on for us fans. You gotta make sure you got your, your phone camera, get some nice video, get some of nice course. content. You gotta get that, that going. Um, I will say this. I did post it the last couple of days. Um, I'm not sure. I may not, I may be in the minority 
uh, especially with some fans that I did see. But I miss training camp at Lehigh. I do uh, too. Being, I do being, too. From, being from the Lehigh Valley, it was something that I did every single summer. My mom would take me, drop me off, and say, oh, I'll meet you back here at uh, 3 o'clock or whatever when practice was over. And there was no real cell phones. It was kind of like the flip phone and basically not much of anything. You go, you do what you got to do. You go through the tent. I loved going through the tent, looking at all the, you know, the jerseys that they had there, all the, the year, I would get a yearbook every year. You get the trading cards, you get all that stuff. Then you walk out and there's the practice fields and you got to and you got to look and see what practice field you're going to go to because you don't want to be stuck first in line on the fence, but staring at the kickers, kicking the footballs and punting. That, that's not why you Especially went. Not with our punter. It, it, well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I agree that there was a certain nostalgia to the Lehigh of it all. Um, cause again, when I, when I became an Eagles fan, I, that's, that's the first thing I remember hearing about like, Oh, they practice at this, but I think that the way that the game has progressed, the way that it's gone, you can't do that anymore because it's so much more with the high tech, everything that you have to be in house at your facility. But I agree. The nostalgia piece is definitely missed out for sure. But I do want to bring this up because when we look at the teams and you, in what you said, looking at teams that go off, it's funny because you look at the Kansas city chiefs, they go to Missouri Western state university. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid sticking with that same, they go to the college. You have teams that, that stay at home. Yes. We know what Dallas does. Dallas has their own training facility in California. It's not um, a college aspect or anything along the lines of that, but Carolina goes to Walford college, Wolford, uh, Chicago goes to uh, Olivet Nazarene university. <laughs> here. Um, Green Bay goes to St. Norbert college. Rams go to University of California, Irvine. So teams still go to different, you know, they go off. And in my, I understand what the NovaCare complex has. I know what, what, you know, the players being able to go home after practice, after mm-hmm. I understand that. But for one month to be at Lehigh in dorms, building camaraderie with the guys, doing that kind of stuff, it, it is also for the, a little bit for the fan aspect too. Um, for the fans there being able to go. Now, the um, the amount of revenue they'd make with that would be very high. Even if they wanted to charge $5 per person coming through, people would pay that. They pay $10 with $10 to go to the open practice. So, you know, you look at that and you, and you look at when um, T.O. came and the yep. amount of people. At one time, they had twenty five, almost 25,000 people out of practice. And it was absolutely insane. And I remember that offseason. It was crazy. You know, training camp was insane. Of course, the next year was insane as well for other reasons. But it, to me, it's just building that camaraderie with each other, being able to be out and about. And also, it's the fan experience as well. I know they want to they talk about the fans and all that, the fan experience. And yes, the medicals and everything that you have at your right. disposal at the NovaCare. I understand that. But it would if it, it would be in my opinion it would be different if every single team stayed at their own complex or they went to off-site where they had a huge complex built and stuff like that that's fine i just think more open practices for the fans to be at i think is what needs to happen and i think the fans deserve that to be able the amount of money that fans drop on the product itself yep. whether it's nfl sunday ticket whether it's <clears throat> going to the games 
going to the open practice, you know, preseason games, all this kind of stuff that they do and the time money is spent. I think fans deserve to be able to watch the practices and be able to be out there and experience the practice. And that's just how I feel uh, on that. Now we can kind of put that now aside and talk a little bit about some storylines. Yeah. Uh, when you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles going into training camp, going into this 2023 season. And I think one of the biggest things is you look at a quarterback who got paid. Yep. And just take a just take a look at everybody that they were able to bring back. And yeah, they had to let some guys go and they had to be able to plug some holes. But I want to see how Jalen Hurts builds off of that 2022 season and see how he gets even better. And just seems like every single year he's been doing that. He's been getting better. And I just, it's just great to see and his attitude. I don't know if you watched the unscripted that they released. It was like an 18 minute uh, video on YouTube that the Philadelphia Eagles uh, YouTube page released. And it was, it was, it was pretty good. They had all the, the cat, like the, the leaders and everything speak before the Super Bowl. Um, and how much everything meant to them. And just, it was, it was really good, but to listen to Jalen hurts and his leadership. And then after he signed his contract, of course he had his press conference and, you know, you know, you just listen to the guy and it's just, it's crazy to think how old he is, but how well, and you know, how he speaks and just how much he's determined and it's nothing. It's nothing is basically for him. It's not like, okay, well I, I did this well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm set. No. Every single time he can get better. Whether he has a perfect game, he still thinks he can get better. And I think that's absolutely amazing to have a leader like that. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, and I've said it before, they absolutely are blessed to have him. And they it fell into his lap for everything that went on. They are lucky that he is the franchise quarterback at this of this ball club. I completely agree. This we said last year that the way that Jalen Hurts took over this team was sensational. The way that he led this team was absolutely incredible. And it's only gotten better. Um, It's going to continue to get better. But the team rallies around him. The team fights for him. They fight with him. They want to do everything they can for him. And it's great because Jalen Hurts, has been constantly fought, you know, told he can't do certain things like his entire career. But again, he's proven every step of the way that he's going to be the guy. And now he's gotten paid like the guy. And you look at other teams like, okay, so Aaron Rodgers took a technically a $35 million pay cut this year so that they can add more talents. It's still the Jets. They are bringing in a guy to temporarily re- to get the, the seat ready for Zach Wilson, a guy who's ready to leave. You know what I mean? What what Aaron Rodgers? What Aaron Rodgers are you going to see? Because last year was and not, that's and that's that's my point because not Aaron Rodgers took a drastic drop off. He is following Brett Favre. He'll be a Viking next season. You know what I mean? He's he's and well, he'll be shooting denim Levi commercials. Presents, so I just think that the way that this team has been built to succeed around Jalen Hurts and he knows it and it's still he's still not blinking in the face of the pressure. Yeah. which is the most impressive thing to me. No, you're hundred percent right. And the way he, you know, builds off of 
his his teammates and the way he, he builds up the teammates and what he does is just it's amazing to see and I'm glad uh he's the quarterback of the future of this team and another storyline is you know staying on the offensive side of the ball it's the running back position uh-huh. and I know Nick was asked about this today and how they're going to rotate and everything they're going to do with that um but you look at the running back position and you have you're able to trade for DeAndre Swift you sign Rashad Penny you have yep. Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, and then of course you have a couple other guys with Trey Sermon leading the pack there. But it, it's a loaded room, and I think there's a lot of talent and a lot of skill and a lot of capabilities of this running back room that they do so many different things. So, you know, Kenny Gainwell really showed out in the playoffs, and he really stepped up his game as the season went on last year. Rashad Penny is one of the most talented running backs probably in the NFL, it's just the injury history. Uh, And of course that'll hurt you, especially, you know, come contract wise, of course he wasn't given a big deal, but if he's able to stay healthy, what he can do on the field, especially with this offense, especially with a guy like Jalen hurts, uh, who has, who has the threat to be able to run, be able to pull the ball and, you know, make yards out of that as well. Of course, with an elite offensive line too. But I think the one player I'm really interested in really, really want to see is Deandre Swift. Because DeAndre Swift can do so many different things. He can come out of the backfield. He can run routes. He can do a lot of things that Miles Sanders – now, Miles Sanders was probably a little bit better of a running runner than DeAndre Swift. But when it comes to the capabilities in the receiving game, I think this is going to be probably the best receiving running back the Eagles have had since the early days of Darren Sproles when he arrived on the scene with with the Eagles. So I'm really happy – and I'm really interested to see how DeAndre Swift uh, impacts this offense. So I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. Um, I am exceptionally excited to see if Nicobe Dean is ready to step up. Um, it's big. I think that us getting him was an absolute steal. You know, the fact that he was available for us, the fact that then, you know, we have Jalen Carter, the fact that, Jordan Davis, like the fact that Nolan Smith, the fact that all these guys were available for us and they're now on this team. Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo. But again, the idea of that front seven being absolutely dominant so that the secondary can do what they are going to do. And our secondary is very good as of right now. But I think it all comes down to is Nicobe Dean able to put out the same kind of production that our linebackers did last year because our linebackers were good last year. Yeah. And they stayed healthy. And that was the <laughs> biggest thing. They didn't have to go. I need, I need Nicobe Dean who was undersized to stay healthy. So yeah, you have Nicobe Dean and, and Nick Morrow who was also undersized. And you know, after that, there's a lot of question, a lot of questions. A marks. ton. You know, Christian Ellis played really well special teams last year when he came in. But again, yes, he has the size. But again, he's not seasoned enough. Does he make that jump? Hey, we never know. TJ Edwards was able to make, you know, a pretty big jump. Um, Are you know, Davion after- Taylor and Sean Bradley ever going to make the jump? Yeah, it's the thing is, you know, Davion Davion Taylor played well. I think it was in 2020 until he got hurt, and then kind of hasn't able to regain anything. And it's tough because he was a third round pick. He has, he's got the speed. It's just the, you know, it's just. It may not be all there for him. And I'm hoping hoping you see something because that's just an added bonus if he's able to give you anything. 
um, you know, what else they do. Cause and something I, when we opened up, what I said was Nick or Howie was asked about linebacker position and, you know, they happen to mention something like it's always open. Nothing's ever finished. We're always look. So could there be a potential where they added a veteran, which in my opinion, I think they need to add another veteran, whether it's in the free agent market or something along the lines of that just to add a little bit of depth because, you know, I, they need to, you, you have as, to as you're saying linebacker, linebacker, you know, add whether it's a, whether it's a veteran, uh, whether it's a trade or somebody who may not make a roster, you know, whatever you do. Uh, Listen, I mean, it's, it's Howie season. Buddha Baker's coming. Yeah. Well, Hey, if that, if that's the case, um, then we'll be set. We'll be, we'll be set at that point. I'll be more um, than happy. And it's funny. So I, I have a, as of today with, you know, training camp open a list of available free agents. Linebacker wise, you have Melvin Ingram, you have Will Compton. He's the, he's a, Will Compton's done. And I know. I'm just, I'm just reading names. Um, Quan Alexander, who could See, be interesting. He's an interesting, it depends on how healthy he is, but he's right. an interesting candidate. And that is one of uh, Kendall's favorite players. You have Kyle yeah. Van Noy again. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just looking at linebackers, Zach Cunningham, Jalen Smith. Zach, Jalen Smith, I think is done. I think his knee is. I agree. Miles Jack. Anthony Barr. Miles Jack is still young. Uh Zach Cunningham is also an interesting because he's a tackling machine. He's not very good against the pass whatsoever, but he is decent against the run. It's kind of like that TG Edwards concept of, you know, he's good against the run. He's not the best against the pass at all. And he is a veteran. Um, I do like Miles Jack a lot because he's still a little bit young. I like Miles Jack. Justin Houston is on that list too. Yeah, edge rusher there. I I see I see a team like the Bears maybe giving him yeah. a shot because they need pass rush help all they can get. But I, I think I think a player like that, a player like a a uh, Zach Cunningham or a Miles mm. Jack, something along the lines of that to be able to give this team um, some depth because they, I think that they're gonna they're going to have to get rid of some players who are going to be very quality, whether it's in the secondary or whether it's on the defensive line, they're going to have to let go of players when it comes to the cutdowns and stuff, because I think this team in certain areas are very, very deep and talented. Of course, linebacker is one of them that yeah. they're not deep at all. And they weren't deep last year either because they were healthy. Yeah, they were healthy. And that's the main thing. But then again, that's why I think you need to add, Another, even if Christian Ellis is able to become a player that you can count on to, to place, you know, some snaps, some marginal snaps for you in case something happens. But if you can get another veteran in there as a just in case, I believe that would be a good option for them. But the other, the last storyline I want to talk about is the right guard position. Now they did. Oh, love it. They did say how Cam Jurgens is going to be, is going to start out there and then they're going to kind of go from there. Now, the Eagles made some signings. You know, they signed Dennis Kelly, <laughs> who is a hey, listen, that trade worked out for the Titans because DGB didn't do anything. And it's funny because I was like, I couldn't wait to get DGB on the Eagles. I was so ecstatic because I thought he was going to be a good big time possession type receiver, but did not work out whatsoever. No. And Dennis Kelly has more receiving touchdowns in his career than DGB. So oh my uh, God. wherever you want to put that, you can put that. But I think that the best thing with Kelly is he's a veteran. He can play swing tackle. 
He can play some guard, but the big thing is this: the veteran swing tackle, which we've talked about the Eagles Always. adding because you have a guy like Jack Driscoll who can play tackle as well, but again, he can play guard too. I think the right guard spot you're looking at, of course, Cam Jurgens. you're looking at Tyler Steen and you're looking at uh, Jack Driscoll. And I think, I think Jurgens will start out there, but I think it may be a little hard to, because I think Tyler Steen it, it fits perfectly for what this offense does, what this offensive line is asked to do. And I think he's going to push Jurgens uh, pretty big. Beca- the only thing I'm worried about with Jurgens mm-hmm. is his size. He's not the biggest. He's not 310, 315 pounds. Right. He's a center. <laughs> 290 to 300. He's a center. And you, that means you have two guys who are in the 280 to 300 pounds playing next to each other. Not saying it can't happen. Not saying they can't do it. Yeah, but they're athletic. Like, you look at the way that Kelsey gets out there is, and for him to single-handedly say, no, 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 Cam Jorgens is my replacement, says to me that Cam Jorgens is exceptionally athletic as well. So you're looking at now a guard that can pull down the line. You're opening up much more in the way of counters. You're working opening much more in the way of screens. I mean, you're going to have linemen who are competing. Um, there you go. He came in at 315 today. Amen. You're talking about linemen who are competing with running backs and tight ends on getting downfield. I am very trusting of Cam Jurgens. What I don't want to see is, again, and it all comes down with this Eagles team to injuries. Yeah. We can't have Jason Kelsey get hurt and Cam Jurgens has to move over to center, right? We can't have Cam Jurgens get hurt and have nobody ready to back up Jason Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Cameron Tom is listed as the backup center right now. Come on, Cam Tom. No, yeah, no, I agree with you, but I think the right guard position is going to be fun to watch in preseason. That's a, and that's one thing I love in preseason. I I love the preseason. I'm one of those, you know, football junkies. I I, I love the preseason because I like seeing these guys who are fighting for spots, fighting for roster spots. Because the other thing too with it, if a player plays so well in the preseason. Mm, there's time where they could be flipped and you, you may trade. Well, we're not flipping. No, 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 not that, but I'm just talking in general, but I, I really like the right guard, you know, position with what they have. It's just who's going to stand out. And that's what I'm really interested to see. And I think it's really fun this preseason because I think there's a lot more spots open in terms of who's, who are going to be the guys at safety, who are going to be the guys at linebacker, is Morrow going to be able to just be right in that, or is is a guy like Christian Ellis going to be able to push him? Or how's Nakobe Dean going to look? The defensive line with the young guys, you know, how is well Bill from Ryan everything that was reported today is that Jalen Carter and um, Nolan Smith, George, no, and Nolan Smith were just absolutely destructive today. Hey, I absolutely love it. I I hope, and I hope Jalen Carter keeps playing. And playing well because he's gonna he could possibly end up as the best player in the draft to come out of that draft. And that'd be yeah. crazy for a team that would just went to the Super Bowl to get a player of that caliber. And I cannot wait. But the the uh, one that I am the battle that I am most excited for, I've been excited for it for the last two years, just needed it to happen, as we know. Will this be the year that Aaron Sipos gets the, the boot? Well, do you have a prediction? Because we can jump right into the prediction aspect of the uh, training camp preseason we'll start with training camp we won't do preseason yet but you have a prediction for training camp 
Yeah, Aaron Slypos is going to keep the job. Wow, you don't think Zenner only will get only it? because of the battery of Elliot the hold be the and the hold. I mean, it's just unless Ty Zentner does an incredible job out punting him and then they make it work that Jake Elliott's going to say, this is who I want to hold the ball for me. And Jake Elliott's coming off of a pretty good year. Um, and he's been there for a while. So he kind of gets carte blanche with what he wants to do there. And Adam says, uh, asking, you think Blankenship will be better, more playing time? I think he's the starter. (laughs) Yeah. I think Blankenship really played well. And I really liked him when he played for middle Tennessee, he just, you know, he was banged up a little bit, so that kind of hurt him. But I, I really like what he brings. Um, and what you saw last year, you know, he got better as as the year went on, which is great to see. And I'm really, really excited to see what the new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, has mm-hmm. in, you know, has planned for this defense. Because, I, you know, reading about what he does and everything, I can't wait to see uh, what he's able to do and put on the field and also you know some players that he likes and you know the fits and mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I i can't wait for that i'm uh, excited for a more attack heavy defense i feel like yeah. that's what's going to be different i think sean desai is going to attack more yeah no i i agree with you so my prediction wait hold on yeah. before you predict actually predict and then i'm going to go into one of my storylines go ahead so the prediction that i have is all revolves around the wide receiver room. Yeah. And I think the Eagles the player that they signed this week by the name of Dion Kane mm-hmm. will make the 53 man roster. Um, he had a hell of a USFL season. He won the MVP in the USFL championship. He had two kick return touchdowns. He played really well last year in preseason and it just, they didn't have a spot for him. And he was on the practice squad for a little bit, and then um, he was released from that. But I think Deion Kane is, of course, he does have familiarity with Nick Sirianni, be, being that he played with the Colts. But I think that Deion Kane makes the 53. And again, that's going to, who gets left off? Possibly traded. We will see. I won't make that kind of prediction, but I will say AJ. Br- so again, look at wide receivers AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Greg Ward, they're all locks. Greg Ward's not a lock. Yes, he is. Squad. They keep bringing him back. Eh, practice squad. They can't practice squad him at this point, can they? He's yeah, had they so can. many years in the league. No, you can with the new co- with the COVID rules. You can be a practice squad. Th- right. There's no limit. Zacchaeus, there's four. I think Quez Watkins gets one more chance. I think it all depends on how his preseason. But I also think play. that he could be flipped for somebody. Yeah, he could be flipped for someone or flipped for a late round pick next year. He could definitely be um, let go and it'll save him a couple million as well, especially if somebody, one of these other receivers that they have somehow, you know, shines a little bit. So it'll be an interesting battle. But absolutely. And that's why, I don't know, I really like Deion Kane last year, what he brought to the table, what he did for them. And with them losing Zach Pascal, I think it's a kind of, he's not as physical as Zach Pascal, but he can fill that big body type of receiver role. And I think, and he can play on special teams too. So uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on. And there's my prediction there. All right. So I want to talk about this storyline real quick because the running backs in the NFL 
are like ganging up on it. Like they're ganging up against the NFL in a league, which is now not running back friendly. Right. We mm-hmm. have seen it. We have seen it over and over again. Like we, you're not supposed to spend money on running backs. They've got a limited lifespan. The NFL game has changed. You need to be able to pass. Daniel Jones just got paid more significantly than Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is holding out, holding out, holding out. He holds out to go from 10.1 to $11 million. Like they're having running back, you know, special group chats. And you look at the list, you look at the list of available free agents, Dalvin cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem hunt, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, he's not as much of a Daryl Henderson. These guys aren't, but like some of those top names are absolutely Josh, Josh Jacobs isn't signed by the Josh Raiders. Jacobs. Like the NFL is completely changing. And I don't know because I'm a guy who loves a good running game. I feel like it's something of value. Do you see, here's my question. Do you see the Eagles going and getting one of these big name guys? If we're a couple weeks in and they're still out there. I think the only way you'd see them do anything is if an injury happens. So okay. Either Penny or Swift, you know, you get a big time injury. Uh, that's my opinion on that. But looking at the running back and I forget who it was. Um, I can't remember who, who I saw say this. Um, I think it may have been Dominique Foxworth who does a show, I think on one of the networks. And he mentioned about how they have, like an escrow account for like running backs and certain different things. But he put together when a running back is drafted, instead of a four year contract, and then you can make it a fifth year with the option, all running backs coming into the league have a three year contract that they can get paid a year earlier than they would. And maybe, cause I know the shelf life and the, the longevity aspect yeah. and that kind of stuff but maybe try something along the lines of that because the thing about it, a team doesn't want to pay a running back this exorbitant amount of money. And then within the second year of a five year, four or five year deal, you're basically shot and done. And cause it's happened time and time again, where they, they're not living up to their contract, whether it's Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. whether it's Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. He's still a capable running back, but he's not a star running back. And there's countless uh, examples of running backs that you reached that, you know, you reached that point and then the fall off and, and then you get paid. <laughs> yeah. And you reach that high point, you get paid and you net that second contract that, that third. I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit unfair that they could be franchise and be the fifth, you know, in their year five and still not been paid anything and then it has to be year six to get a really big deal or year five five to six to get a really big deal when the shelf life of running back is if it's at least two to three years so i think maybe starting them with running backs get a three year but again that then opens up a slippery slope because other position like wait a minute well then why am i at the before so there's a lot of issues uh with that maybe it's almost a because I know Foxworth did talk about this, about a bonus type of structure. If you reach a certain level, if you reach an all pro, if you reach these different categories, you get a big time bonus from this escrow and gets put in and you can, you know, you get a million dollar bonus, a $2 million. But then then you also have those coaches that know about those things and they, 
you know, you had the Antonio Brown situation again, minus the CTE, but you have guys like, I'm not throwing you the ball today because you're going to reach your, your, your maximum. I'm not going to. So I think having a heavy performance-based incentive system is going to be a problem. Yeah. No, it, 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 there's a lot of hurdles when it comes to this. And, you know, I, I understand they're unhappy with everything, but again, the game is catering more around the pass. It's catering more about the receivers and, you know, along the lines of that. Now, you know, running backs that are big time receivers, should they, you know, dive in on that? Again, there's, there's a lot to be talked about, a lot to be, um, you know, really mold over when you look at what's going on there. And it's, it's an interesting aspect and it's not going to go away anytime soon. So um, that's, unfortunately it's, it is what it is right now, but you know, we'll see in the future what happens with these other, with these big running backs, do they get these extensions? What happens? Because there's a couple that are up for the extensions. What happens next year with Jacobs and Barkley? So there's, there's a lot there. um, And it'll be interesting to see what goes on. Yeah. So I think we uh, have reached a point that we can then talk about the, the nice trivia game that we have. Do it. Um, I have three questions, but before we do it, I'm going to start it off like this. Name that. Philadelphia Eagle. And for name that Philadelphia Eagle, there'll be an easy, a medium, and then a difficult question. Now, the difficult question we won't answer. I will post that one later. The easy and the medium one I will pose to Chip, and he will answer, and we will see if he gets them right. So let me go and get my suspenseful music because we. And I'm going to go with this. All right. So the easy question for you. Now, it may not be easy, but uh, it's certainly easy for many people. So in 1992, there were... Two plays, two very memorable, iconic type of plays in a playoff game in New Orleans. One was an interception and one was a safety. Name the two players who made these plays for the Eagles. Well, considering I started watching football in 94... (laughs) But the th- listen, it's I'm going to say one of them's got to be Eric Allen. One is Eric Allen. Okay. Both of these plays were in previous videos that I've recently made. So um, if you watch the videos, you would have seen it. Yeah, so but Eric Allen is, the, is, is correct on the one. And now you're just looking for the other one. It's a tough one. Until I get to the medium question. Before I start watching damn football, Jesus. Um, I don't even know who played with 
alongside Eric Allen. Um, it's a sa- he tackled the quarterback for a safety, not a safety. Vaisikahema. <laughs> Reggie White. All right. Because he sacked the quarterback. Um, I think it was Herbert. Or a bear, Bobby a bear, a bear, and took his helmet off and ran to the sideline and jumped and everything. Um, but that is the easy question. Now we have right. to go to. So I got, I got a half point there. Half point, sure. It was a tie. You want to call it a tie, maybe? Um, right. So now going into the medium question that we have, Donovan McNabb. Okay. So this is in your in your wheelhouse. You yep. remember Donovan McNabb. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You remember him very well. In the 2000 playoff game uh-huh. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh-huh. can you name the receiver he threw a touchdown pass to? Torrance Small. Torrance Small is not the answer. So McNabb threw a a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. Uh This was his first playoff touchdown pass as well. Uh, But he had two touchdown passes. (laughs) One to a tight end and one to a receiver. The receiver was Nay Brown. Nay Brown. That's a hell of a name. North Carolina's own. The other touchdown pass was to Jeff Thomas. Jeff Thomason. <laughs> which he's a he's a, he's a good one. So now you would spike it and to... put the arms out so, like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. So this is the suspenseful music for the difficult question, which I, I don't have to say a single word about. <laughs> you do not have to say a single word about it, but I will be posting it on social media and see if anybody is able to get it so this difficult question of name that philadelphia eagle is this philadelphia eagle only played a few games and it was it was in the andy Reid era so uh that kind of breaks it a little bit down there for you so this Philadelphia Eagle only played a handful of games within the Andy Reid era. He did catch passes from three former Eagle quarterbacks. But he only has two career catches with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he did have a nine-year NFL career. Played college locally. So, um, I'm not going to give anything else away, but again, name that Philadelphia Eagle. I'll repeat what I said. He played a handful of games with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, in the Andy Reid era. He's caught passes from three former Eagles quarterbacks, but he only had two career catches with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he did play his collegiate football locally. 
Good luck. I'll tell you after, Kip, so you know. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a fun little, fun little game. Um, kind of gets the mind going, uh, especially with football season right around the corner. It's something I know we usually do our Uleka locks, but I feel like this is a, a fun thing, especially when Kendall's back. One can get one question, one can get the other, and then we can just rotate who gets easy in the medium question or whatever. I can make it two medium questions, not a big deal. Cause I think the medium and the easier basically somewhat the same. Yeah. Um, but I think that'll be a fun little game to add on there. Um, but so, and Adam checking in. Thanks Adam. We appreciate you tuning in, but Hey, training camp is underway. Uh, we, it's almost time. It is almost time. Uh, we will be back. Um, I think we're going to be back next week, a little earlier than we are tonight. Um, trying to get, my man Hollis, get him on, talk a little bit about the birds with the season coming up and some training camp with training camp uh, happening. So they'll have a little bit more insight, a little bit more details. But um, yeah, with with that, there really isn't anything else um, to say. But a very happy and a joyful new year of go birds, go birds, go go, go birds, birds. Go birds. Little Trey Thomas, go birds. Take care. This is Matt Ware. Hey, for all the Eagle content you need, go follow All About the Birds. They do a damn thing. Check them out. Hey, Eagles fans. I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy, Freddie Mitchell, a.k.a. Fred X. It's all about the bird. All birds, all the time. All birds, all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and it's all birds, all the time.